Welcome back, everybody. So this week for our opening bit, we had an idea last week, but we couldn't get it together soon enough for that podcast. But so we got we it. Spent an entire week putting together this bit. <laughs> Cutting it's up. It's gonna pay- be the theatrical <laughs> sensation of the millennium, folks. <laughs> Uh, essentially, yeah, putting songs on paper and cutting those papers up and putting them into a bowl was a uh, preparation. It took all week to do, mm-hmm. but scissors are dangerous. Real time yeah. consuming task. You have to get a license. Very. You know that? Whew. Damn, you a license, this is, didn't uh, you? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Good God, man! Am I gonna get arrested? The amount of paperwork <laughs> to do this stunt really. Only after I call the police. Um. Uh, wow, I see. <laughs> Fucking rat me out. <laughs> Oh, I thought we yeah. were friends, Alex. Fuck you. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, the premise of this is we're going to draw songs out of a bowl, and the other three people have to uh, guess what the song is based on, um, I guess the rule is you make noises from the song without words or melody. You without have the singing melody. No singing melody and no real words Yeah. from the song. Um, so just noises. A lot of songs have those uh, noises that kind of... We all recognize, um, I don't know, the howl at the beginning of Thriller, maybe. Can we run through a trial? Um, yeah. Are, are, we all, are we all taking a turn? Like trying, to think, the, well, trying to think of like a really easy example. I don't know. Uh, I say we start playing the game. Let's and just start then, playing the game. Let's dive into it. So how we'll do this is we'll do like, I don't know, like 10 different songs and then whoever scores the most points. How do we score points? Uh, so if one person has to, you know, hum the song and... Us three have to guess. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much whoever gets it right gets a point, and then we'll go around. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Maybe so, unfair because me and Darian made the songs, but. Yeah. <laughs> Might be just a little unfair. <laughs> but let's see. We'll see how bad uh, Alex's uh, impressions of these songs are. Oh, this is a we hard won- one. Um... All right. First round. Alex, are you ready? I can't remember any of the sounds. I just remember the <laughs> melody. Um, oh, shoot. Let's see. D. You want to try a new one? Um, okay, let me just... Um, no, just wait. You, you either do it now or pull a new one. Yeah, can, can, yeah. can you hum it? You, you can't hum it? You can hum it, but you can't hum like the singing melody part of the song. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. Uh, 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 oh, Barbie, Barbie girl. girl. Yeah. I can't oh, think gosh. of any sounds from that one. That's I can't Well, the guitar that... part does that. I'm pretty sure at one point. Yeah. Oh, I should have said a uh, come on Barbie, let's go party. That can't, say, or, can't oh, sing or, it. Oh, 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 oh. You can't sing it. Yeah, well, we already do... we already guessed yeah, it, so whatever. it doesn't matter. I don't know. I can't uh, fucking so yeah, that's a tough one. That was a tie between Rick and I, shall we Rochambeau to who gets that point? Okay. Best two out of three. Rock, paper, scissors. We got a sub oh, game. On shoot. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Dang it. Ooh. I'll just give you it. All right. Rick got me on that one. So Rick scores the first point in the game. Go you. Scissors beat paper for those of you keeping track at home. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what There's it was. Some weirdo doing, making that his life goal. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's ready. Oh, uh, Old Crow Medicine Show. Uh, I can wheel. I can wheel. I can't tell. Yeah, I'm not sure. Wagon wheel. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Darren gets that one. Woo. Okay. I couldn't, game, dude. I could I didn't get that. This one. game might be a little unfair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Evan up next. Boom 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 God I recognize that. Oh it's um Oh and the club by fifty cent. Yeah. Hmm. What could be the next one? We'll see. He's jostling the papers. He's jostling them good. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's see if I can do this. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those really did it for yeah. me, the, the clicks. <laughs> <laughs> so Rick's got two. 
Alright, up next is Oh, Thundercut them changes. There we go. <laughs> oh. Wow. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> Evan's just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, wait, what, what do I have for a score? Do I have two or three? I think you're at three now. Yeah. Three, two. Wait, it's have you guys scored zips? any? No. I can't believe you guys oh, are doing I can't this all remember, in your head. I can't remember how this song begins. Can you do boom, it? Doom, 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 boom, boom, doom, I know what it is, but I feel like... Here come on, flat top, he come, grooving up slowly. Alex, I'm going to say it if you don't. Um, Oh, shit. I don't remember the name of it. Come it's together, by the Beatles. Beatles. Come together. Oh, <laughs> <damn> it. <laughs> would you have accepted... I gave you an opportunity. Would you have accepted Aerosmith? No. No, why? Because they have a version of it that's like you know, really pretty popular. Yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, they have a really popular <laughs> version of it. Oh, Evan got the dick. I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> what? He got a penis. The only thing that's on this he is got a penis. A dick? <laughs> it's a dick. What does that mean? <laughs> it means draw another. <laughs> <laughs> it means you suck dick. Slammed. Wow. Ooh. Wow. He's thinking. Dun. Thriller by or Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. <laughs> Didn't that happen last week? Where yeah, you said th- <laughs> the exact same thing. Well, Alex, your first point. Yay! Oh boy! All right, so it's now four, two, one, and zero for Evan. It's all right. <laughs> I feel like there should be some kind of reward if uh, this somebody even guesses your thing, because it's kind of like charades. Like it's it's difficult to do. Oh, yeah. I can I can pull some beats out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Under the sea from the Little Mermaid. Yep. Damn. Two points for Alex. Oh dang. All right, and we're gonna pull a song here. Okay. You guys have like two seconds. You gotta get this. Bam and out. Bam and out. So it's like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. That's an easy one, man. That one's like drilled into our generation's brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, and what's the beginning of it? Hold on. <laughs> oh, you shook me all night long by oh. ACDC. Oh. Okay. That was bad. Hmm. I'm just going to stop talking because I'm clearly yeah, God destroying. Damn it. I think we know who came up with these. Yeah, Darian, the Patriots just won the AFC Championship. <laughs> and I think that means you need a shotgun this beer. All right. No! Right now. A new development. Fuck. All right, this is a pretty easy one. Oh, Walk by Pantera. <laughs> Three points. Making a real Patriots comeback right now. Well, do one of you guys want to get this beer ready for me while I sing this? I mean, what it is ready. You I'm not to, armed. I, I mean, don't... does anyone have a knife to shotgun this beer? So, no. I got before jewel. the podcast, Rick and I made a bet on the Patriots-Kansas City game that we're also watching right now, and Kansas City just lost in overtime, and I bet on them, and they failed me. Now I have to drink alcohol. So, die from alcohol poisoning. Blame Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> That's our plan. Right. We're gonna right. we're gonna get into a load of legal trouble before we even have more than three hundred views. All right, we're right now. Rick is grabbing something. We're gonna pause the podcast, but even though you guys won't really notice, oh, it's a double sex. Uh, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making farting noises in the mic. All right. Well, Rick, good job. You're making me shock on a beer. Get it. Get it, get it, get it. it. Kind of looks like Vaughn. Just put the microphone th- close to his throat so you can hear him like. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> excellent. Uh, how did that sound? It picked up well, I think. How it squelched from his esophagus. <laughs> <laughs> that's a crushed can. All right, back wow. to the game, what we we're doing. Oh, Jesus. That's still coming back up. I'll be okay, I think. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. That's disgusting, man. That's disgusting how it tasted. Anyways, back to 
Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to sing a song for you guys. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. All right, what do we got? Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess I can stop. Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Wake up in the morning. All right, we only got uh, two more left. Here's the second to last one. We got. Um, Oh, dude, I got a switch. I don't actually know that. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, here we go. Um. Oh, let's beat it. Isn't it? Oh, fuck. I'm fucking it up. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Did you do the wrong Michael Jackson? There's a song. song. <laughs> well, there was only one Michael. I thought someone already guessed the Michael Jackson. Man, one. you know what? I'm just gonna yeah, take. I'm just gonna take an L on this one. What was oh, that? What was that? Dude, I, I fucked up the. I think I was thinking of the wrong song. What it's is it? Whip it by Devo. Na 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 na. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Whip it. I just, Whip it dude, I couldn't get. The, I couldn't get the right one in my head. Whip it man. instead I of beat it. Up. I got beat it. it. Oh, I gotcha. Oh, so <laughs> is that how you do it? You whip it rather than beat it. I guess so. But he man. beat it rather. I guess he beat it rather I don't than whip it. it do you whip beat. it? Do you, is that what you're supposed to do? Like a hose? I'm not gonna judge you a person whip it? Like a... for doing that, but it wouldn't surprise me if someone does do that. Somebody out there. Yeah. If you do, go ahead getting... and leave a comment in on the video, and um, we'll we'll have an open conversation about it. it won't be weird at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got the last one. All right, mm-hmm. Rick. Dun 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 dun. Pull it, pull it all day. I was trying to switch out the words there, but it doesn't really. Pull it. No, 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 no. This is not bop it. Salt and pepper. Push it. Push it. All right, so I had three by the end. Who had? I think I had like seven. I did not ask. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad I have a game I'm good at finally, so go me for winning. Yeah, the one you made. (laughs) And wrote. You ain't shit. I just wanted to win one time, okay? Thanks for playing the trivia game I came up with. (laughs) (laughs) Rigged. (laughs) All right. Oh, I know this one. All right, Vladimir Marlin, let's get this podcast started. All right, let's do it, bitch. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome back to Tone Deaf Critics! Once again, this is Darian, and today in the studio we have, of course... Alex. And Rick. And, coming back, guest starring again, like always... It's Evan. What's up? What's up, Evan? How's it going, man? It's good. Uh, good. We, we just moved. We're, uh, we're now a quick five-minute walk from the studio, so Yeah, it's, it's so cool. you'll probably hear a lot more of him on the podcast, and... Well, Alex, you live with him, so... I have to hear them all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, how about your guys' weeks? Was it eventful? The Pretty damn good miserable. Weekend. The weekend was was all moving. We oh, signed yeah. our lease Friday, and everything was all settled by Saturday night. You know, it was pretty nice. Quick we, uh, we interior designed the shit out of that place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Catch us in the Northgate area. We're uh, part of the, the North North crew. The yep. North North crew? Is mm. that what they call it? Yep. We're right by uh, North North Gateway. <laughs> north north gate <laughs> north right. north gate north 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 <laughs> nice nice well welcome to the neighborhood finally uh glad to have you guys join us and be so close by very yeah. very much welcome yeah so last week we didn't do really a podcast because one <laughs> the main well mainly because the music that came out last friday there was like one or two albums we could talk about, but I wasn't really stoked on it. Mm-hmm. And due to like other things that were going on, I didn't really have time to do it. But this week, the albums that came out, I really wanted to talk about. And we're kind of switching it up finally, because 
I feel like a, lately this podcast, especially the past couple of months, has been very hip hop. Um, pretty much, in, I want to say influence, but we mostly talk about hip hop. Yeah, it seems like because it's what's popular, and there's nothing wrong in that stuff. But and uh, yeah, I gotta say, uh, this week is very di- definitely not a hip hop week. Yeah, it's definitely diverse, and I kind of did it for a reason because there were a couple albums. Actually, I was gonna talk about it at the end of the podcast, but I could talk about it now that. Uh, I was thinking about reviewing, but just kind of, like, for that reason, and also, like, since these hip-hop albums I wasn't really stoked about, I just didn't even want to talk about them. One was Futures, just came out with an album this last Friday, which was Mm -hmm. uh, Future Hendrix, or whatever, I think that's the name (laughs) of it. I didn't get a chance to listen to much of it, but if you guys listened to the podcast before, you know I'm not the greatest future fan. So, yeah, <laughs> And then also Waka Flocka came out with the new album the week before that, uh, the Trap Gods Tour, which that dude comes out with like five albums a year. So I was Rick just like, Swan. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, uh, I don't feel like we really need to talk because he's always coming out with new music except for I would recommend checking it out if you're big into like EDM and getting just fucking pumped up. Because it's definitely all hyphy. All so hyphy. Yeah. Ultra. Ultra hyphy. But this week, we're going to change it a little bit direction. Kind of diver- diversify. God, if I could talk. This is a diverse... Uh, like, each of these artists share a, a common theme, and that is that they are kind of musically diverse. With Well, with a couple exceptions, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. and uh, We'll let you decide. Yes. We'll let you, the audience, decide this mm-hmm. week on TDC. Whether we're diverse enough for you. <laughs> Even though we're just a bunch of white guys talking about music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's start off with James Blake. I was really stoked. I didn't know he was dropping this album until like last week. Uh, Assume Form came out. And this is probably my favorite album of his. Like hands down. Um, his previous album they he had that came out in like 2016. I don't remember it. It was definitely a lot more on the indie experimental side, mm-hmm. even more so than his previous albums, which were already in that genre base. But this one is a lot more definitely hip hop influence, and you can tell that because since Travis Scott and Metro Boomin um, are on a song, and also Moses Sumney mm-hmm. um, and Andre 3000, uh, the but the beats were still chill. Like it's still kind of it wasn't too far off from James Blake's style mm-hmm. that he normally has but it was a lot more like catchier and you could kind of flow with it compared to like his other stuff you kind of had to have like a musical appreciation for it for mm-hmm. like the dynamics of how its music is we're here this stuff is kind of a little bit more like catchy you kind of chill too and Super i think it's fair nice. to say that like some of this album you might say it has like an experimental sort of vibe to it because there is kind of like this is an, a, a, again like a really eclectic kind of collection of sounds going on like it's there's a decent variety of things going on i wouldn't call it indie though um i don't know i was like really impressed yeah i think with james blake i mean because his music's so different than like what he's known for like producing because he's a big hip-hop producer or just music producer in general i mean the artist that he's worked with is just like you name it when it comes Mm -hmm. to popular music nowadays and but his personal music i feel like has always been like a different side of him that you don't usually hear and i feel like this was like kind of the first album where the two like mixed they kind of brings in the music he produces into his own yeah yeah because he never usually has like rap in his like songs unless they're like remixes there's this one he has a couple songs on here and even like he does a little rapping on mile high which i think is really cool um but yeah, I mean, the dude's voice is just fucking phenomenal. I mean, and I feel like there's a lot of songs or a lot of the music on this album don't really show that as much as compared to his older stuff. But needless to say, the music's still brilliant, even though it doesn't show like the amazing vocal ability that he has compared to songs mm-hmm. like Retrograde, which is like a huge hit that he had. Mm-hmm. And then one of my personal favorites is Vincent uh, a song of just him on the piano hmm. awesome song um but this one it's definitely yeah a lot more what would you what would you name this genre um 
Oh gosh, it's hard to say because yeah, again, that's like there was a couple of times where I had to check if like the right song was playing and if it was still the same guy. But then uh, the vo- his vocals are like pretty uh, recognizable throughout the album. So mm-hmm. I mean, um, beyond that, no, there's a lot of variety in here, man. I don't um, kind of some some of it's a little pop, some of it's a little R and B, some of it's um, kind of like an. It's all pretty laid back. Thing. It's very laid back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. His voice suits all of the, for for the amount of different takes he has musically, his voice suits them all pretty well. Oh yeah, and I think what he does really well with the music is like and you like I said before, you hear it a lot more on his previous albums, but still on this it's like the dynamics of his like voice how things get like really loud all of a sudden and kind of big and then we'll kind of close back down you hear that and where's the catch yeah. yeah it's like really like almost like mixed like very well and very particular to mm-hmm. like what he wants like every single part to be. i mean you can hear it's really well produced you can yeah. hear it real real quick mm-hmm. any thoughts guys yeah, I mean, I just had I was listening to this when I was uh, cleaning up the house this morning, and yeah, it's it's good like chill background music. Um, I never was like, I guess I'm not particularly a big James Blake like listener, but mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was good like, I'd, I'd give it like a seven out of ten. Okay. Yeah, man, I think it's really good. It was fantastic background music. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I'd say it's about an eight out of ten for me. Yeah, I'm gonna probably go with like eight and a half out of ten. I really enjoyed this album. I think it kind of was the first album that really brought in his, you know, style that he had in before with the style that uh, he writes for a lot of people with. And I think this is gonna catch on like a lot more followers for him of all the people that you know listen to the music he's produced for. You know, from like Kendrick Lamar, Travis Scott, Beyonce, or whatever. And then we're like, oh, James Blake made this. And then they're going to listen to this album and be like, damn, he's like awesome. Mm-hmm. Like this is a nice bridge for that for him. Oh, yeah. For like getting more people that have heard the music he's produced to bringing them into listening to him as an artist. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but that's all I got for James Blake. Awesome album. Assume form. Check it out. All right. Let's go into Sharon Von Eaton. Came out with a new album, Remind Me Tomorrow. I hadn't really heard too much about her until, like, recently. Um, apparently, she's an actress as well. Um, and she's had a cu- But she was known as a singer and songwriter before that. She's had a couple albums. Um, but listen to this album, Remind Me Tomorrow. I really liked it. I really liked the kind of chill-back indie vibe to it. It reminded me kind of, uh, I don't know. Parts of it reminded me kind of like Lana Del Rey and stuff. Other mm-hmm. parts remind me of Courtney Barnett. Um, had kind of just that indie pop rock vibe to it. Kind of was, yeah. It kind of sounds like a like I'd almost say more close to like uh, like late Amy Winehouse, like some of the like mellower Amy Winehouse songs. Because uh, Lana Del Rey is so cinematic, so like, <clears throat> and I don't know. I have a hard time comparing this to Lana Del Rey but like yeah I really love her voice and fuck these songs are so good these are great songs yeah maybe Uh, close to like Florence and the Machine in a way yeah kinda I mean I wouldn't say Amy Winehouse just because of the voice like that's a that's a really far yeah that's a very far pass (laughs) I think Florence and the Machine yeah Florence and Machine I could definitely see that similar but I feel like she has like a little bit more of a rock edge to her which is the reason why I said Courtney Barnett I don't feel like it's like cinematic like Florence and the Machines and Lana Del Rey I would say it's got a little bit more of that kind of just like band vibe to it like Mm -hmm. Courtney Barnett would have um but I liked it I liked there was all the songs kind of had different dynamics. Comeback Kid was good. 17 was another one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, Malibu. There's a lot of good songs on here, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good, but not necessarily my particular taste. Mm. I feel you. That's... Mm. I mean, it was kind of... I seemed... Uh, 
I don't know. I guess, yeah, not really my, my taste either. It seemed more yeah. kind of like that. It's kind of like when music is just so, like, you don't, there's sometimes you just you don't just think it's bad or good, and you just therefore can't, you just don't notice it. it. Well, yeah, you just don't connect to it at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. For me, like, uh, all the artists that we compared this to, I love. Like, yeah. Lana Del Rey, Florence and the Machine. So, like, I totally dug, like, this whole album. I liked the style of it and everything. I I really I want to start listening to this artist more. I want to get a better idea of yeah. Who it's this the same here. Is. Yeah, I definitely want to check out more of her music. But yeah. I think, needless to say, um, it's a pretty solid album. I mean, if you liked her music before, I would assume you'd probably like this album. Or if you're into the, any artist that we compared her to, you'd probably like this shit. So Damn. yeah, I give this seven out of ten. I mean, it was good, but there was nothing that really stuck out to me either. So. All right. Up next, we got one that I was really excited about. I think about. this is one that we're all really stoked this about. This is, I think, my yeah. favorite this week. Yeah. So. This is Outer Peace by uh, Toro Imoy. Is that right? Toro, Toro Imoy. Or, Toro yeah. Imoy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In Spanish, do you pronounce the Y-E? Do you say E? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's Toro Imoy or something Moi. like that. Moi. Okay. Wait, what is his ethnicity? Because I was trying to figure that out earlier, and oh, I was shit. just like, um, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely moi, like me. Moi. Okay, like the bull and me. Toro me, Toro y moi. I like that. Okay, but um, no. Oh my gosh, I love. I was. I'm crazy about this album now yeah. because it, it come again. This is another one that's so fucking musically diverse. There's like some of it has this like bubbly sort of Mr. Scruff kind of like sound to it some of it's more dramatic and like all of it is very well done very well thought out and like um it 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 carries like like you know it's the same artist the whole time without feeling like you're being beaten over the head with the same style yeah it's the opposite of that it's it's fucking it's it's music is what it is when you when i hear it i think like this is an a style of music this is music Mm-hmm. Well, I think it falls under kind of that indie electronic pop mm-hmm. kind of genre, but there's so many different, yeah, like you said, like aspects to it. Like the song we're kind of listening to right now, Freelance, is very upbeat and bubbly, like you were saying. It's got yeah. really cool, everything has like just really cool synth effects to it. Yeah. And all very, has these dynamic electronics to it, and each song kind of has its own different vibe with that, mm-hmm. which you don't see a lot. With, like, electronic artists, they tend to stick with one style, especially if you were compared in the EDM world. Like, that person's known as, like, a dubstep. That person's, you know, known as so-and-so. Where this guy, I feel like his music goes from, like, sometimes kind of house music and chill and stuff to, like, you know, a little bit more hip-hop beats and stuff like that. Or just, like, really easy like listening. Trancy like, or... Yeah, trancy, like, electronic. Mm-hmm. And, yeah... I'm assuming he, like, produces this all on his own, too. I mean, the guy is an awesome musician if he does, like, because there's just, like, so many different dynamics and instruments and stuff. And he has mm-hmm. a small handful of uh, features on the album. So, I mean, like, it, yeah, he definitely made the bulk of this album himself. And He's also playing about five miles away from here right now. No kidding. <laughs> as, yeah. we, as we speak. Oh. He's playing in the Neptune Theater right right oh. now. Yeah, and he played last night, too. Damn, I know. dude. Oh. Oh, I wish I knew. I gotta start looking these up, man. Dude, the thing is, here in Seattle, you gotta look ahead for concerts because yeah. they sell out like that. Yeah. American. Yeah. yeah. He's American. What's his, <laughs> nation- that's his wow. nationality? He, he was born, born in South Carolina. Mm. Wow. Is that a... Na- can we... Can we say that's a nationality? It's a na- South Carolina. <laughs> when will we be able to call American a nationality? It, How it, long? It's forever, always. It's not an ethnicity, but it's an eth- nationality. Or, or a, well, not a nationality, or, but like a like. When will we be able to say that like uh wh- like what race are you? Oh, American. Like mm. instead, because in America we kind of we or, have a tendency to like we almost enjoy kind of talking about where people come from. And making that part of their identity. Their ethnicity. Yeah. yeah. That, that's still like nationality and like heritage. Yeah. But, but like but think of it really like in race. like in like a thousand years or something, the humans that live in America are going to be like biologically like they might be different enough or like they might have sort of like mixed enough to Molded into almost this. be their own race at a certain point i don't know we're all is that getting, how long it takes we're all getting more years? morph into kim kardashian and donald trump just oh your way <laughs> i hope that's Snooki. not what happens Snooki, yeah 
<laughs> God, I hope not. But uh, no, I think it's just people are just interested, like where they're originally from. And I think people in America, like, because I guarantee if you were to ask someone in Germany, oh, like, where what's your heritage and stuff? Well, it'd be like, well, my family has like lived here for so long, but originally, like, I'm from here. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's anywhere you go to, you try to figure out what's the place previous to where you're at right now. Yeah, well, and I you think the I reason mean? that's such a big thing in America is we're so is because the country is ultimately really young. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. very young. Yeah. Anyway, but Toro, um, Toro y Moi. Uh, yeah, I'd give this a nine out of ten. Oh, this, this is, is probably the best. Well, well, this is one of my t- three favorites. James Blake was my other one, and. Then we'll get into another one I really liked later, but I'd yeah. say this is a nine to ten out of ten for me, depending on what mood I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of chill wave and like lo-fi beats, and this is kind of like a yeah, m- not lo-fi. It's definitely got a little more energy than that. But this, this definitely is chill, chill wave. This something is, in this uh, album will satisfy what you're looking yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Bus shizzle, bus ride with some headphones. Ricky, what's your solid nine out of ten for me, man? Dope. All right. Now then, we're going to go into, ooh, Mike Posner, new album, A Real Good Kid. This is a very, very interesting yeah, album. Pretty heavy. Pretty heavy. I was not I like hearing these heavy albums, though. Like, I feel like the uh, the last um, XXS Tentacian album was, like, similarly, like, revealing and heavy, and that was what I liked about it. And that's, like, that's what I like about this album, is it's, like, explicitly very personal mm-hmm. and like i think that's a positive trend in music that people uh-huh. feel like they're able to do that i think that's cool i like getting an inside look at the way these people are thinking even if it is kind of raw because yeah. not all of this album is sad a lot of it is very happy yeah there yeah like and there's songs like move on is it like a good one that's kind of like brings it out but the thing is, I didn't de- de- like about this album because you listen to the first song and it's an introduction and he talks about it, it's like, I don't want you to be emailing, texting. This is just meant for listening. He wants and you to give all of your attention to And he's like, if you don't, then don't even like listen to it. And I think one, I, there was one th- part of it I liked about because it, it showed that you like really cared about this and like, you wanted to show people, oh, you yeah. know. This project meant something to Yeah, him. a lot. And I could definitely respect that. But as a music artist, don't be telling your listeners what the fuck to do. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, so I thought I very much thought the same thing at the beginning. But as I listened to it, there were like, I realized, like, there is a lot that went into this. Like, uh-huh. just the, the soul behind <clears throat> it. And when you listen to it all together in order, like it makes more sense than when you listen to it you out definitely of order. appreciate that's what it I, I the first time i listened to it i just listened to songs out of order and then i listened to it in order and i was like oh okay this it made more sense as like a complete art piece mm-hmm. yeah and so going into the album after the introduction the song january 11th 2017 i'm assuming that's the day his father died yeah and uh, the day he became a man yeah according to the song according to the song yeah yeah um and it was a really like deep song it's kind of uh, a beautiful message yeah, yeah. and i think that there's what i kind of was i wasn't expecting kind of this epic cinematic stuff though like in his music you yeah. know when i think of mike posner i think of cooler than me like you yeah. know just yeah. like fun songs to blare out at a party and when i heard i was just like whoa mm-hmm. wasn't expecting it for sure i think yeah. he's a i mean what i really appreciated about him that heard in this album is his vocal abilities with singing and stuff like he really went for some crazy vocalization especially you know in this song january 11th and like i think wide open but it's one of the i think the second to last or last song there's kind of like a almost spoken word thing going on um mm-hmm. and he yeah has, i think in one more song that's um the one where he kind of like he the song almost involves a breakdown sort of situation yeah and like it is it is powerful i don't know i liked it um but honestly dude when somebody gets the opportunity to kind of put this kind of um sort of just emotion and like unfiltered you know their experience into the music i think that opens a lot of doors for them to feel more liberated when they do their next album and i bet you his next album is going to be fucking fantastic 
because he gave himself the chance to, like, just make something with raw intention behind it. Yeah. Um, Without getting bogged down by just, like, figuring out little shit. Yeah, because he's just... Well, he wrote from a place of how he was feeling and kind of just let it all out. Yeah, and you have to let yourself do that. Like, Yeah. And I think there were some songs that were pretty interesting. I think, like, Drip had some really interesting, like, hard beats in the middle of it. And then he goes into the screaming about, like... I don't know what the fuck, and just starts. Oh, the, it's not fucking okay. Yeah, is that the one that I'm thinking? Okay, I was thinking it was closer to the end of the album. My bad. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I, yeah, I don't exactly remember, but I was just like, whoa! I was like thrown off guard by that. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But a lot of the music, though, it's just like has that really kind of cliche pop build up to it, like the beats. I really appreciated the motion out of the album, but it didn't distract me enough from how, like, cliche, like, a lot of the songs, like, are mm-hmm. made for a typical, like, pop album. I almost stuff. think that, like, you would enjoy this album more if you're, are, if you're already feeling the way that this album's trying to convey. Yeah. Like, if you're in an emotional yeah. mood, you'd probably enjoy the shit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. More. Yeah, definitely. Very relatable album. You yeah. Can, like, heal with, like, listening to it, I guess. Yeah, one mm-hmm. of those. I so thanks. Up, yeah, I grew up listening to Mo- Mike Posner like <laughs> when I first started driving my car and like Mirror's Edge, uh, Smoke and Drive, like all that stuff. And he's yeah, he's always had really like optimistic and kind of fun, upbeat stuff. And and this is like a real kind of heavy, down to earth. Like yeah, this guy's like a person too, you know. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how he's like successful now, and he's like you know thirty year old millionaire, and now like uh, yeah, in drift. He, he thought he yeah. thought he had it all made, and it's just like yeah, yeah now no. it's gone. I think that's cool to hear. Good. I love hearing that kind of shit. That's the, why I liked yeah. it in the, the like in the Triple X Tentacion album. Some of those re- songs just sounded like bedroom recordings, and that's when you hear someone like just sending it, yeah. just giving it their all, just for the sake of getting down the experience they're having in their mind at that moment. Yeah. Like, it's like when you listen to "Staring at the Sky," like yeah. that song, is, and then it goes into that like heavy like metal part. It's yeah. just like whoa. That yeah. was like just. He wasn't trying to make his brand of music as much as I think he was trying to get out a certain idea in his head. Mm-hmm. And that's cool to listen to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. This is a, definitely like a mood album, and it should open the door for him to drop something super killer. Like I think Whatever so. he comes out with next. Oh, yeah. Oh, this song, uh, Song About You, is. Mm-hmm. F- I will say this is really catchy. Yeah, Song About You, it's probably my favorite, actually. This on is this. a great song. Yeah. I get, I, yeah, I have that little melody stuck in my head a lot. Mm-hmm. Overall, I mean, what would you guys. See, I'd say, it, depending on my mood, I'd say it's like either a seven or a nine and a half, you know? Yeah, it just depends. Thanks for making an album that I. Don't necessarily need to listen to right now, but maybe someday it'll help me out. Yeah. yeah. When I need it. When I, I need. I, I think that's what it is. It's just like, because I would say the same thing. Like, I kind of feel like when I'm in a good mood, not listening to something like this. But I <laughs> I feel like, though, if I was going through some shit, this would be a good go-to album. <laughs> so It's kind of cool that, like, all people get that. Yeah. Like, that's... Because, you know, there's... I don't know about you guys, but there was a long time where I, like, thought that I didn't think anybody else had, like, emotional attachment to music until Mm -hmm. I kind of talked about it with people. And it's like, oh, cool, other people get that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, depending on how you feel, it's what kind of music you listen to. Like, I always notice, like, during this time of year, I listen to a lot more, like, indie rock and kind of, like, slower stuff because the winter overcast and stuff. And during the summer, that's when usually when I blare, like... My rock, especially like something pop, that's fun, like something that punk spurs fun, or pop punk in particular. Yeah, like I listen yeah. to it during the summer and like reggae and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, reggae is good. Yeah, great summer music. The shizzle. Oh shizzle. All right, so let's get into the rock music, and I kind of wanted to start with the one I really wanted to talk about. Um, Fever three three three. Came out with their, I think it's actually technically their first album, and they had like an EP that came out before this. But yeah. this band, uh, it's three guys. The singer was from a band called Let Live, and if you've ever listened to Let Live, they're 
fucking incredible rock band. I mean, really emotionally driven rock band and political too. And much like this band is as well. Um, and then the guitar player is from the chariot, which is one of those kind of like thrash hardcore bands. And then the drummers from night versus, which is also could be rubbed into that genre as well. But this album starts off. I mean, it has an intro and then when it goes into burn it, I was just like, Holy shit. I'm fucking pumped up right now. Like, this guy's like vocals, like how he does his screams with the singing. Like it's just so raw and so gritty. It's like hard not to love. Mm-hmm. Like this guy's vocals is just phenomenal. Reminded me of the first time I listened to Beartooth and I was like, how is this the same person? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think this guy really does like the best job of it out of a lot of artists that I've heard. Um, and also they had a song that came out called Made in an American. Or America. Made in and, America? Yeah, I forgot how it's called, but it got nominated for a Grammy for Best Rock Performance. Oh, no huh. And it's like, it was like their first set of songs that like came out. So I feel like this band has like a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. And it's just like just starting off. Because right now they're on tour with Bring Me The Horizon. Mm-hmm. Which I think will kind of like open up it's the doors. Yeah, open up the doors for them. Um, but yeah, Burn It, uh, Pray For Me was freaking awesome inglewood had like a rap vibe to it yeah which i really enjoyed um and it scrolled down i'm trying to think if it was the innocent no out of control was just a long it's a real long song but there are some sick ass parts in it mm-hmm. um i think these are one those if you're into kind of thrash rock hard rock really i mean kind of politically driven music too i mean these guys talk about like the reason why people are acting like out of control and mm. stuff and kind of a very um, centralist way, though. I don't feel mm. like they're like being super liberal or conservative yeah, or anything, but they like have a message that like, hey, like people are losing it out here. There's because a, lot of, of, this there's a lot of musicians who do a good job of like kind of making a focal point of their content that something is wrong, but not explicitly saying why in a way that makes it non-divisive uh-huh. like rage against the machine wasn't like like if you listen to their music like sure you can kind of get the idea that it's like maybe a little more liberal and if you know anything about zach Della roach maybe but like it's not like expressly liberal at all yeah well i or think like, even with ted nugent like there's nothing about listening to stranglehold that lets you know how conservative he is yeah uh <laughs> Well, his you have to mean, know who Ted yeah, Nugent I mean, is his as a music, person. But his, I, I, I don't think Ted Nugent's a good example because his music, his <laughs> yeah. music was just about like I don't know women and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I would say though, with the Rage Against the Machine, I think it was more of the you know you have the right to protest, like stand up and fucking say something. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, which is it's certainly politically driven, but uh-huh. not necessarily partisan in any way. Yeah, I feel you and. I noticed recently, like, a lot of artists that aren't very political are coming out with political stuff. I'm not sure if you guys heard, like, Gary Clark Jr.'s new song, uh, This Land. Very political song. Mm. And I was, like, not expecting it from him at all. Killers just came out with a new song, actually, last Friday called The Land of the Free or something like that. And it's Mm. also, like, it's, like, a soft song, but it's, like, very, like, politically aggressive like mm-hmm. there's a lot of the songs in a uh, oxnard by anderson pack that feel pretty politically driven like six yeah. summers it's like a lot of the content's very directly about donald trump oh, and yeah. school shootings and stuff <laughs> like trump's that trump's got a left child <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely and i feel like it's just becoming more common because people are feel- are confused like what the fuck's going on and not happy with stuff the disillusionment but, is real yeah yeah and I think, dude, and disillusionment breeds great artistic content. Mm-hmm. It does. Look at, That's like, true. the 60s, huge time of disillusionment in America. The fucking, the Renaissance followed one of the big French revolutions. Big period of great art mm-hmm. and involved a lot of disillusionment and sort of deconstructing what it means to be a society, etc. Yeah. Just like we're doing now. Seems wow. like an ongoing thing. Wow, look at that. Full History circle. repeating itself. Whoa. Full circle. But all in all, yeah, I'd probably to get this like a nine and a half out of ten. I mean, these are the best shows. Yeah, I can. <laughs> oh, like I guarantee you, these guys live would be a Super fucking fun. riot. Oh, yeah, yeah, 
Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what do you guys feel on it? I'd jump in the pit to see these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Eight out of ten. Throw yeah. some bows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So let's go into the throwbacks now. Let's start with uh, Papa Roach. Just came out with a new album. I don't remember <laughs> the name of it, nor did I, I only listen to about half of it. But Oh, really? Yeah. So I think it's Who Do You Trust? Yeah. Who, who Do You Trust? trust? Okay. I mean, it wasn't um, anything special. It felt like Papa Roach. Yeah. yeah. And, dude, okay, I'm not going to lie. There were parts of it that felt like it was trying to be Rage Against the Machine at its peak. And, um,. Which is just inappropriate. But um, also, Papa Roach, they fall into similar genres, so I might be mm-hmm. just being finicky. Well, I mean, Papa Roach, I mean, because they started in the late 90s, and when Rage Against the Machine like, kind of started new metal, I, I kind of find that... They were that, like 2005 or something, right? Who? Rage, who was, when did Rage Against the Machine start? Like 1992. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, way <laughs> back. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. When did, uh, when did Last Resort come out, Papa Roach? That was off their, like, Cockroach album, which is 1999. The, that was the first one, yeah. yeah. Um, but they were kind of, yeah, one of the starters of that. So I feel like, you know, they always kind of had a very, like, aggressive, well, yeah, always aggressive tone to their music. Um, I felt like this album, it reminded me a lot when we talked about on our podcast, the P.O.D. album. Mm-hmm. Like, it was good, and it reminded me of, you know, P.O.D., but... <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, but there was, like, these different styles they were trying to go with in the music, and I noticed that, like, in this, I don't know what it is with, like, old new metal bands wanting to put, like, somewhat of reggae, like, kind of, like, stuff in their music, but I don't know what it is, but usually sometimes does it flow well. Um, yeah, I only listened to about half this album, so I can't give it a fair assessment yeah it was okay i yeah. thought it was just kind of okay yeah I mean, papa roach is pa- pa- <laughs> it's papa I mean, roach it was, it was classic papa roach energy that they brought to the album yeah and and if you're in the mood for papa roach it's it, it was it's worth it yeah uh let's just go to switchfoot <laughs> also another uh yeah that this was- one it wasn't uh, contrary to the papa roach album i think was very different than what i expected yeah, it, they went for well, like what the typical pop rock kind of sound is. It almost like sounded like Twenty One Dra- Pilots. Yeah, or the Imagine Twenty. Dragons. Yeah, Twenty One Pilots. Imagine Imag- Dragons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so the album cover, you kind of see the the guy's face slipping away. If you look at the video for Native Tongue, they do a lot of that same thing. The weird little camera tricks with mm-hmm. people's faces getting morphed and stuff. Yeah, morphed away. So that's a theme that you see throughout the video. I'm just kind of curious if they're still like a Christian band. I feel like they are. In a sense, because I remember like growing up, going to youth group and stuff, and they would they would always play oh, Switchfoot. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. meant for uh, what is it? Uh, meant for more or something? Or meant to live. Meant dude. to live. Yeah, I, I mean that that song is. I you know I also grew up slightly Christian, so I mean Switchfoot was a big part of my upbringing. So like that, yeah, I remember that song mm. fondly. But this is nothing like what you would expect from if that was if uh. Meant to live is your template of what Switchfoot is. This is not. This it. is very different. Yeah, uh, it's like I said before has a lot of the vibes of like kind of what the modern pop rock is. Like when I listened to it, I just thought I was like, oh, this sounds a lot like Imagine Dragons or New Thirty Seconds to Mars with that. It's kind of like epic beats and then the kind of cliche electronics. <laughs> I don't know behind them and yeah. samples and shit. Um, didn't do a whole lot for me, and, you know, Switchfoot, yeah, I've listened to it since I was a kid, and when I was in seventh grade, actually, I had a band, and we played Meant to Live for the talent show. Nice. Still remember the song Did you on the win? Uh, I don't <laughs> think there was winners and stuff. I feel like that was, I feel like uh, we were, I feel you're like in seventh you're grade, you're not ready for that, yeah. <laughs> Seventh grade participation trophy. That's <laughs> cool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you all got trophies, didn't you? <laughs> Shut up, Rick. <laughs> We're all winners. <laughs> we made yeah, you live no, for I, so I'm, much more. I sympathize with you guys. I think uh, seventh grade me would would probably jam out on on this album of Switchfoot. But oh yeah, jam out with your clam out. <laughs> yeah, present day me is uh, it, it was all right. After a hard session of listening to some DC talk, it might have to been be a, honest, I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I cram cram listen to. 
the majority of this album. I kind of skipped around and was like, yeah, it's mm. got my fill. Yeah. Might have been a little soft for middle school me. What did you listen to in middle school, Rick? Um, a lot of stupid rap and then like hard music, like oh shit, dude. Like a tray, like, like a tray you and yeah, some bolt for my Valentine and oh, stupid yeah, shit yeah. like that. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah, you probably would have thought this stuff was pussy shit. Probably, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. <laughs> but I also listen to like all time loves. So I don't really have anywhere to talk. Yeah. <laughs> no room. Uh, well, needless to say. It's a mediocre album. <laughs> mediocre at best. Way to stay afloat with Switchfoot. Way to stay afloat. <laughs> Filler album. This will buy us a couple more years. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I think that's all the albums I had listed down. There's a couple I was going to put on the list, but I don't know. I thought seven was enough for this week. Uh, Deer Hunter came out with a new album. I forgot the name of it, but check it out. It's pretty cool if you're into like really soft indie music. And then Guster, who uh, they're kind of one of those bands that are like OAR Dave Matthews, kind of <laughs> fall under that genre of music, but they came out with a new album. It's pretty good. So besides that, I don't got anything else unless you guys uh, have some musical knowledge that I don't. Nothing comes to mind. Um Let's see. I don't know. Um, there's some great th- stuff going on in the theremin community. The theremin community? <laughs> Please explain. Um, these people with theremins, they're out there. Define theremin. Theremin? You, you define theremin. Do you not know what a, do you not know what a theremin is? <laughs> it's a, it's no. that one that's like a there's you have like sort of a, so a you, plate and a rod going vertically, and then you kind of position your hand uh, so, somewhere in the grid yeah. to kind of. Change so what it is, is since it's a frequency like what's being bounced off your hand, and so your left one, which goes up and down, is for the volume, and then your right one is to adjust the pitch that goes like left and right, and, and also can, different uh, hand gestures. You can find too. you can find websites that actually do a similar thing where you move your cursor and it'll like change the pitch and um, frequency and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can experiment with like triangular waves, box waves. Uh, Ooh regular waves it's empty but uh <laughs> but yeah um yeah so there's all kinds of there's like they're theremin simulators so to speak um so that's big nice yeah i'm glad you informed us of that yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think uh, we've talked enough um any final words no we're Doesn't good get any, all right well let's call the show thank you all for listening you will hear from us probably in like a week and a half. We'll probably do one. I got to go out of town again for eight days. but So we'll do one in like, I don't know, like a week and a half. Okay. Something like that. I think that's what we're going to do. So don't worry. We're, we're not stopping. I know we've kind of been off and on, but we still got the show going. The show goes go. on. The show will go on. All right. From us here at TDC, have a wonderful rest of your week. And... You'll hear from us later. Peace out.